1: That's great.
0: Three, two, one.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Happy Hour Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we are going to break down week 12 of the NFL. We are here a day early just because we are right around the holiday season, but also, Thanksgiving means you have. Food, family, and football. And one of those three things doesn't belong. That's family. But food and (laughs) football, I'm excited for both of those come Thanksgiving. But um, I'm excited because this is the first time that me and my podcast, Mr. Matthew Fox, have gotten together in two weeks last week. We missed the show just because my man was traveling the world. How are you, buddy?
3: Yeah, traveling the world and then um, had to step up and become a wedding coordinator for a wedding, uh, you know, after our. The main wedding coordinator got sick, you know. So I'm sure it's everybody's dream uh, to see a guy rolling in on three hours of sleep, uh, never met you, gonna take over the most important day of your life.
2: I think it's fantastic. I I, I love the idea. Um, it sounds like a movie. You know what I mean? Has that ever been a movie? Because I feel like we could be a movie. Like we're filming a movie right here.
3: Fortunately, we're that today.
2: What is it? Uh, November twenty third, twelve ten Central Time. We're trademarking that idea. Nobody steal it from us. Kevin Hart, that includes you, buddy.
3: Fortunately, lindsey uh, mostly took over but it was you know it was fun uh not on the first day back you know i went to have the car serviced and then realized that my back brakes were gone so i had to have those replaced and then saturday the morning of the wedding on the way to the church to open things up i saw that our plumbing uh, had a blockage and reversed water up all over the lower level of our house so i had to call an emergency plumber so i feel like i've I've lived three weeks in the last five days. I'm glad to have made it to this point. It's going pretty calm, finally getting to kick back and watch a few films.
2: Yeah, it's it's with the chaotic week that you have, has it been a chaotic week in football? First off, when you came back from vacation, you got the Christmas present that Melvin Gordon was finally cut. You know what I mean? Hang on. Uh,
3: I had to watch that atrocity of a game first before
2: um, Melvin Gordon got cut but not only that like right before we got on the air there's so many shifting uh of the guards here at the quarterback position for benching purposes and of course potential injury purposes so this really we're in the flux of football season where in fantasy you're in the world of must win games potentially or trying to figure out who you're going to start who you're going to sit but uh Baker Mayfield is in for Sam Darnold Zach Wilson got benched for Joe nope sorry Mike White and then, of course, Davis Mills, just breaking here a little bit ago, got benched for Kyle Allen. Um, you have Matt Stafford, who might be out this week, so you might have Bryce Perkins in. Justin Fields is hurt, might not play. We might have Trevor Simeon in. So we might have an influx of quarterbacks coming into the radar here this week that's that's really going to throw everything for a loop. And and it's kind of crazy. It's kind of wild. But to be honest with you, it's, it's about on par with what this NFL season has been, right? You know what I mean? It's been... Pretty crazy, been pretty wild, pretty hectic. Um, We still have bye weeks left, um, with obviously week fourteen having that big uh, sixteen bye week that week, which is random as hell. uh, Week fourteen, but uh, you know we we don't have any buys this week. Everybody's on the slate this week, so uh, we got all teams on deck. But uh, we got quite an interesting amount of games to get to, um, including those big three Thanksgiving games, which really all have playoff implications. You know what I mean? Not always do we have three games on on Thanksgiving that are really um, setting the tone for the playoffs. And I'm I'm really excited about a couple of these games, if not all three of them. Um, Even though I think one will be lopsided, I can't tell you which one yet. But uh, before we go any further, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about Thursday night football, which is you know Thanksgiving Day football. We can change it to TDF instead of TNF. And then of course, um, before we, and after we do that, we're going to talk about Max games of the week and we'll go from there. Um, I know you said you want to talk, you'll talk about your games of the week in a little bit, and we'll, we'll not talk about the one game of the week that you're excited about for Thursday, but Bill's lions, um, am I, I think this game's going to be closer than it, it could possibly appear. The, the lions have won three straight, right? Um, and to be honest with you, it's as crazy as it sounds. They're only two games back of a playoff but you know what I mean? Early in the season, before the season started, you talked about the potential of them being possibly that sleeper. And, and what do you think of this matchup? Do you think that they have a fair shake against the Bills? What are you looking at, Matt?
3: You know, I think. I do you think it's going to be an interesting um, matchup? You know, the Lions have been playing a lot better the last few weeks. They've been playing like what I thought we were going to get after uh, Hard Knocks sold me on them. Um, but we'll still have to see. Their defense has been a little bit better. I think that's helped uh, with them being able to actually win a few of these games. They're back to four and six, which isn't uh, too bad. It's been interesting at the beginning part of the season, they couldn't buy a win. They had the worst defense, but they also had the worst offense. Their offense has come back to earth a little bit. Um, Jared Goff's QB 25 since week seven. So the passing offense has come back to earth a little bit. They traded TJ Hawkinson. That gives them a lot fewer weapons. It doesn't seem like Jamison Williams is going to be ready to come back. I don't know what they're doing with DeAndre Swift. Last week, DeAndre Swift was the third running back in terms of running back touches. Justin Jackson even carrying the ball more than Swift. Swift got a touchdown to kind of save the day for fantasy, but he's kind of dropped into that flex territory for me. Um, It's a bummer. I love the talent, and he, of course, has that big home run play ability. Uh, But they just – he's not getting consistent enough touches. And interestingly, it's been Jamal Williams kind of carrying the backfield. He's a top 10 running back on the season. He had three touchdowns last week. He doesn't always have incredible yards per carry. Buffalo has done pretty well about – Uh, shoring up against the run and that's going to be kind of the interesting thing in this matchup because Detroit would probably be a better option rushing the ball than they would be passing the ball and that plays into some of the strength of the Buffalo defense on the flip side detroit where they've struggled the most is in the secondary josh allen we've seen a couple of quieter games since it it got announced that he had that throwing elbow issue but he's played through it he still played pretty well last week they were running the ball so well that they didn't really have to rely on him a lot, but I think they will probably throw the ball a little bit more here. I still like Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis has that huge boom potential, but probably is a low-end wide receiver too based on volume and potential. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie is always a potential guy out there. Dawson Knox kind of a tight end too with some upside potential. And I like what they've been doing in the backfield with Singletary and Cook. It's ironic that they made the trade for Neheim Hines, and then we just really haven't seen him have much of a role since he uh, got traded there, they've seemed to give a bigger share to Cook. So it's almost like Neheim Hines got traded for Zach Moss so he could take the Zach Moss role. Uh, Last week only had one carry for negative eight yards. So I like Buffalo's offense. Detroit usually plays pretty well at home on Thanksgiving Day. I think it's going to be a fun game. Uh, they really, you're right. There really aren't any bad games this year. Uh, in years past, you've looked at the slate and you're like, oh, some of these games are dogs. The worst game might actually be the primetime game
2: at night. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I, I the, the worst thing that, that happened to the Patriots was the Vikings getting blown out by the Cowboys, right? You know what I mean? Like that was literally the worst thing that could have ever happened to that team just based on the fact that I think the Vikings are going to come out clicking in all cylinders and i'm i'm pretty shocked that uh that that line is only two and a half i'm going to smash that later but we'll talk about that a little bit i think the Vi- i think that we have a couple of close games i really like the cowboys to do take care of business i like for the uh bills to win and of course i'll talk about the vikings in a little bit of ice the vikings to win who do you got winning all three games
3: um i have the bills and um the cowboys and i did pick the vikings but that one makes me the most nervous um which one makes you the, the vikings make you the most nervous yeah just cuz they have not looked good
2: yeah i it's been like they're they're like a very weird good team i feel like they're in the same like them and the uh and the Titans are like that same, like they're like almost like the same team, except for the Vikings are a lot more loaded. I just feel like they're not as good as the record is. And I feel the same way about the Eagles, if we're being honest. I know Eagles fans will probably get mad at that, but I'm just being honest. Um, I uh, with that being said, we are going to transition over to even though he just talked for 20 minutes as I ran to sign for a package. Um, <laughs> we'll
3: hopefully transition. it was a good package.
2: I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, Fableman's and she said, so you know what I mean. Apparently I had a sign for these, so I I don't even know. But uh, with that being said, we're going to transition to Matt's games of the week.
3: Yeah. So my Thanksgiving game of the week that I enjoy the most uh, that I'm most looking forward to is actually the Giants and the Cowboys. That's the middle game. Both teams are seven and three division games are always a little bit interesting to watch. The Giants have been one of the better stories this season, even though they haven't put together an incredible wreck, an incredible dominating set of performances. They've been seven and three. They'd be in the playoffs if it started today. But Dallas looks like they're back on track to being uh, one of the better teams in the NFC, which is what I thought they would be coming into the season. They just absolutely decimated the Vikings. My only concern is it could be a trap game, um, but hopefully they'll get up the energy uh, to be facing the Giants. They usually play pretty well on Thanksgiving Day at home. I think that's going to be a really fun matchup of two teams that are trying to track for the playoffs, and it means a lot to both teams, both of them kind of chasing the Eagles, but also chasing being that top wild card option, and that would put you in line to see – the winner of the NFC South, which right now seems like a good thing. You know, three months ago would have seemed like a bad thing. Uh, my Sunday early game, I like the Atlanta Falcons and the Washington Commanders. Speaking of the NFC South, the Falcons still alive, five and six. They're trying to hang in there. The Commanders, six and five, <clears> have <throat> quietly put together kind of a run. They may be in last place in their own division, but they're 6-5, and and they still are on the cusp of the playoff. Both of these teams have Week 13 buys, really later buys. It's a big, meaningful game for both of them. If Commanders can get to seven wins, they keep putting more pressure on the Seahawks and the 49ers, whichever one of them finishes second, and even the New York Giants, who might come back to the pack a little bit, or the Cowboys, one of them is going to potentially lose that game unless we have a ridiculous tie situation the commanders right now are just on the outside looking in in terms of getting to the playoffs they need to keep winning the falcons are not out of it uh, by any stretch of the imagination in their own division buccaneers are only 5 and 5 only have a half game lead anyone can still win in that a- nfc south both teams a lot riding on that game the Sunday late window games are, I'm going to be honest, not great. Um, the one that I'm going to focus on, the New Orleans Saints, four and seven. They've been a frisky team at times. They're pretty pretty—they're another team that has a late bye. They've already played 11. This is going to be their 12th game. If they lose this one, they're pretty well going to be out of it. Four and eight going into the bye week. Meanwhile, the 49ers are looking somewhat like a super team of late, but they still need to keep winning to try to get up there. Uh, They would be only a number three seed in the NFC right now. They uh, they're tied for with the best record in the NFC West, but they would still only be a three seed because you're chasing the Vikings and you're chasing the Eagles. The 49ers need to keep kind of winning and building their seed up. That matters a lot in the playoffs. You'd still rather play at home, especially being a West coast team, as opposed to going to say Philadelphia outdoors in January or going to play Minnesota in Minnesota although Minnesota did just have a pretty friendly home uh, experience for the Dallas Cowboys Sunday night game is the Green Bay Packers four and seven at the nine and one Philadelphia Eagles the Eagles have had two iffy games in a row I think they're going to be looking to come out and make a statement which is a nightmare for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers I just mentioned the The Saints at four and seven, having a later buy. If they lose and drop to four and eight, they're all but out of it. The Packers are arguably in much worse shape. They're already four and a half games out in their division, and having lost one game to the Vikings already, I think there is relatively zero chance that they can win the NFC North at this point in time. The Vikings are too far out in front, especially with the way the Packers have been playing, unless the Vikings completely collapse down the stretch, which Kirk Cousins, there's always a possibility. But I, I think the Packers are completely out of it. So, this is a really, really important game after they lost last week on Thursday night to the Titans. They can't afford to go into the buy at four and eight. And that certainly seems like what they're heading to. My upset of the week it was really hard to find upsets. If you were looking at the schedule this week, there is not a lot of underdog teams that you would feel good about. I went with a nominal upset based on pick percentage, which is the Bengals over the Titans. I know people will say I hate the Titans. I don't hate the Titans. I think they're fine. I It's more – I think this is going to be a closer game, and I like the explosive potential of the offense with Cincinnati a little bit better than the Titans offense, although I will say Tannehill and Derrick Henry, they're doing their thing. And as much as we don't want to admit it, Mike Vrabel looks like a potential coach of the year candidate. They have – no real offensive weapons they've they've pretty much locked up their division already and they look because oh, like their tra- division
2: sucks though so let's, i know but
3: they look like they're tracking to be another decent seed they're you know, going no to work. do
2: like the thing about it is they'll be a two three seed they'll lose in the first round and move on with their life we got a quick question here real quick so we can stop talking about this absolutely abysmal team that's going to suck in the playoffs swiffer pacheco half ppr i like i like uh pacheco
3: Because of the half PPR, I'm going to go with Swift because Pacheco gets zero targets. I mean, they just don't throw to him at all. And unless he gets a touchdown, you're looking at basically a a six to ten point game. Swift has better touchdown potential and has receiving work potential. I think his ceiling is higher, but that's it's sad that we're at this point with DeAndre Swift, who should, by talent, I feel like be a top five option. I don't understand what's going on with that offense.
2: Like, do they, does Dan Campbell just hate Swift? I mean, I don't,
3: something, it's, it's been mystifying to be honest.
2: Yeah. I don't, I mean, James, don't get me wrong. James Williams has been great and I have him in one of my leagues and he's been a a barn burner and a steal for me, but it's still very, very weird.
3: Oh, look, they just put CEH on IR with an ankle issue. I still can't believe Mike White is the one they went with.
2: It, you're in the middle of a playoff race, and you went with Mike White at quarterback. I don't – Well,
3: I would uh, – I know Joe Flacco. But he,
2: we all have our thoughts about
3: Mr. Elite, but he looked good when he started at the Back beginning race, of the I'm season. what
2: I'm saying. I don't – 100% with you. I don't understand. Neither do I. All right, it's time to talk some fantasy football. Oh, sorry, I was dancing for those of you at home listening to the uh, podcast. Uh Matthew Fox did not enjoy join me in the adventure of dancing during our nice little introduction to our I'm just trying stuff. to
3: figure out what's happening in life with all these you know, the Rams cut their leading rusher uh, a few I we forgot
2: before. about talking about Daryl Henderson on top of the show. Yeah, that's even I, I
3: mean, a few weeks after saying basically that Cam Akers was dead,
2: they've now just Cam Akers to- alive again. So if he's on oh, your waiver uh, wire, go pick up Cam Makers, guys. Because um, I know somebody. I know he's been. On, he, I know he's in a couple wires. So um, I'd pick him up. But uh, this week, with all of the craziness that is going on, we're going to give you our starts and sit. And I'm going to start with my starts of the week. I'm going to go with Jimmy G at the quarterback position. Um, I like it. He's coming off a really strong game. It's, it's, it's probably probably zero touchdowns, 120 yards, and you know, and seven picks or something, but. Against the Saints team that's reeling, I, I, I like this game. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than it might be. Um, the Saints have actually been competitive in some games, but I like Jimmy G throw a couple touchdowns. We've got so many different, you know, the quarterback carousel has been crazy, and and I just like this game for Jimmy G to kind of step up and. Be a nice little filler if you needs to be a filler, especially if you're losing Justin Fields this week. Obviously, Trevor Simeon is not Justin Fields, so you're probably not going to want to start Trevor Simeon over just uh, in, in the spot of Justin Fields. You know, you probably don't want to do that. And of course, if you maybe you lose Matt Stafford, I saw what Bryce Perkins can do. You might not want to go there either. So, you know, Jimmy G, if he's available, he's definitely somebody that I would start this week. Um, Rashad White for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I like for him to have a decent game this week. We saw a little bit of what he was capable of doing last week. When, when the Buccaneers are smart enough to understand that their team can be as good as it can be if they run the football, um, they are capable of doing stuff like that. The Cleveland Browns are just, they're free falling fast, um, after a two and one start, you know what I mean? They haven't looked the greatest, um, uh, Singletary had 86 yards and a touchdown against them last week. I know that we're, you know, slightly concerned. Of course, Jeff Wilson ran for 119 the week before. I know we're slightly concerned with Fournette there. I am too, but I do think that White might slowly start taking that piece of that chunk of that uh, offense here, little by little. Uh, Michael,
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
2: Pittman jr. I like him this week. Um, I like that, um, uh, Matt Ryan's back into the fold just for the passing scenarios. He still sucks. Um, but, uh, I like Michael Pittman to have a big game against the Steelers and then Tyler Higby. Somebody's going to catch the ball for either Perkins or Stafford. And I think it's going to be Higby. So, uh, the tight end position has been a crap shoot all year. We've got guys that, you know, most people have never even heard of that are stepping up to the plate. And uh, my, my, almost my other one was John, uh, Jawan Johnson, but uh, I went Higby instead. So what do you got for your start this week?
3: My um, start at quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa. Um, I know the Texans have no rushing defense, so that probably makes you excited about most certain Jeff Wilson. I am too. But Thank Tua you. is quarterback seven on the season by points per game, averaging more than 20 points per game. Um They do a lot of their damage passing, especially in a weird week like this with all the quarterback shifting and changing and some of these matchups, I'm firing him up. I'm not worried. Uh, My running back start of the week, Jamal Williams. I talked about it earlier. He's actually RB 10 on the season. Um, He's looked really good He's getting a lot of touchdowns He's powering things in He seems to be a great fit with what Dan Campbell wants to do It has really switched uh, to him being the one that you want uh, over Swift Which is kind of amazing Uh, My wide receiver start is Amari Cooper He's wide receiver 10 on the season Jacoby Brissett is not good Mari Cooper is still very good. And I can't wait to see what happens when he gets a little bit of an upgraded quarterback, but certainly looking like the steel of the year, a fifth round pick to, to acquire him for the Cleveland Browns. He's been, um, quietly having just an awesome season. And I did go with Juwan Johnson at tight end. Um, he's up to tight end eight on the season, but over the last four weeks, he's tight end five. Um, he's caught touchdowns in each of the last three games seems to have some rapport with Andy Dalton. Um, you know the Saints aren't an incredible team, but there are a couple of reliable pieces, and Johnson looks like he's turning into a pretty reliable tight end start at sort of a garbage position.
2: Yeah, it, it's
3: for fantasy. I'm sure all tight ends are nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you needed to clarify that. You know? Well, wrong, you know what I mean. You know? I
3: mean, from a fantasy standpoint. <laughs>
2: You got to clarify it. You know what I mean? You don't want to hurt nobody's feelings here.
3: Um, I say, I don't want anyone to come and snap my spine for Thanksgiving.
2: My sit of the week at the quarterback position might shock a few people just because I have it as Geno Smith. Um, I know they're playing the Raiders, but I just yeah. – I'm going to be honest. The Seahawks aren't as good as their record is, right? You know what I mean? They're surprising people in a few games. They're they they are are that dog. You know, They got a little bit of fight in them, and they're winning some football games. I like the Raiders to win this football game a lot. They're underdogs this week. I think the Raiders do win this game, and I think that they kind of control the narrative with Josh, Josh Jacobs on the ground, and it gives them the opportunity to open things up, which something that McDaniels continuously to forgets how to do. I, I don't know what's going on up there. I know Fox called it, but the, the, the entire uh, AFC West outside, even the Chargers, even the Char- I'm going to throw the Chargers in this, is a dumpster fire outside of Kansas City. Um, I think all three teams have to take a real good deep look within um this offseason because they've made some bad decisions. Um and and I love I love the Chargers. And injuries do play a factory, but their head coach is just I don't know if he's fit for the job to be the head coach of a football team. And it's nothing against him because I feel like he can be. I just think maybe it's a little too early in that process. But Back to the game, Jeno Smith, my sit of the week. Antonio Gibson, my other sit of this week, um, that, that backfield scares me. I feel like there's times where um, he's the guy and there's moments where, like, Brian Robinson's the guy, but I just don't like that divide there. Um, my receiver, All Jets receivers, even the good ones, um, I'm not on them this week. I don't know what Mike White can do, and I know Mike White of the pass threw for, like, 8,662 yards in one game, but I'm a cautiously optimistic wait-and-see approach with that team. So, if you have other options, I'm definitely going other ways with that team. And then, of course, I actually have a tight end set for you this week. Are you happy? I am. Tight end are people. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's going to go in that same game. I'm going to sit, pokemet I know it's going to be hard if you don't have any other options, you're going to start him. But he terrifies me this week against a very strong Jets defense. So And a potential if Justin Fields is not playing as well. That's kind of terrifying to really look at the team for anything other than them trying to run the ball. And the Jets run defense is very good. So they're going to make Trevor Simeon throw the football, which is a terrifying thought to even think about. I thought I didn't even know Trevor Simeon was still in the league, to be honest with you. So what are your sits for the week?
3: Be uh, quarterback Jared Goff. I know it's a weird landscape, but I mentioned over the last, since week seven, he's quarterback 25. He's been decent for the Lions in terms of helping them from an NFL standpoint, but they don't have a ton of passing weapons. He's averaging a little under 11 points a game. I would think you have better options. He's a still consideration, a low end consideration in super flex, but not in a standard um, one quarterback league uh, my running back sit Michael Carter we thought it was going to be wheels up when they lost Brees Hall for the season in week eight but since week nine Michael Carter is running back 39 on the season he's not getting a lot of volume I don't know what to expect out of this Jets offense um, I'm not sure adding Mike White to the mix made anything better for anyone uh, my wide receiver sit Mike Williams um you know I like the talent potential but there's A lot of feeling that he's not fully back from that high ankle sprain. You know, Keenan Allen missed half of his life. And Mike Williams, they held him out for two games, but he only came back and got one reception for 15 yards. Allen's back and allegedly healthier than White, uh, than Williams. They also have Josh Palmer who's kind of been coming up. They may get Gerald Everett back this week. They still have Austin Eckler. Mike Williams has incredible boom potential. You know, he could catch two touchdowns and screw this call for me, but I just don't have a great feeling about where he's at right now, and my tight end sit is Robert Tunyon. The Green Bay Packers are playing whack a mole with receiving options. Robert Tunyon is averaging just over seven points a game. He's tight end sixteen. You have worse options, but you don't have, but you also have a lot of better options.
2: I uh, I hate fantasy football. Like I just <laughs> this year has been painful. Um, but what hasn't been painful? is my sports betting picks, folks. That has not been painful. Um, I've been on a heck of a run. I am 11-3 and three in the last three weeks, so let's talk about this week's. All right, my bets of the week. I'm going to go a little bit... I actually want to go a little bit stronger than I thought I was going to, but I got a couple of plays for you on Thanksgiving. Uh, real quick, before I dive into my picks, make sure to be following me on Twitter, where I share... Chris Clarkson and I eat bets each week. We share them about Friday so that you can get the bets in. We reshare them on Sunday. But we got a special Thanksgiving card for you guys tomorrow. Uh, very, very excited. We got four plays for you guys tomorrow. And then, of course, we got our live show Saturday morning. Make sure to check it out. We've been kind of diving back into Saturday mornings just because the props are closer uh, to being available and it kind of gives us an idea of looking at the big board. With that being said, my two plays for Thursday night football. Uh, throughout the Thursday night Thanksgiving football is I've got the Vikings minus two and a half um, against the Patriots I like them to win this football game I think this is a field goal game you know what I mean I really do but honestly at the same time I do believe that I think we could see a Vikings team really dominate this Patriots because they can't score points the Patriots can't against good football teams and I like for the Vikings to kind of take control Early and often, and win this football game. And then my second play stays in that same football game. I like the Vikings money line and plus over one and a half total touchdowns for the Vikings. That gets you around minus one thirty, minus one forty. Um, so basically, you you just take the same game parlay. You take the Vikings money line, and then you take the uh, Vikings total touchdown over one and a half, and you get that minus one thirty. So those are my two plays coming out of Thanksgiving. Uh, I might have some more plays for you later in the week with or later in the day. Who knows? But as far as Sunday's game, right now I've got two plays that I'm looking at. I like the Raiders plus five and a half. I talked about it earlier. I think the Raiders beat the Seahawks team pretty handily. I wouldn't be surprised if I sprinkle someone in the money line. But give me the Raiders plus five and a half. I then give me the Broncos over one and a half total touchdowns. Um, the last time I bet this, they hit it. Um, they literally only scored two touchdowns. But uh, that's all I need. You know what I mean? All I need for them to do is score two touchdowns against the Carolina Panthers. It's unbelievable that we are week 12 of the NFL, and the over-under on the Broncos' touchdowns is one and a half. Um, This is a team that should be scoring points. Um, I understand they've battled injuries, but they didn't pay Russell Wilson $8.3 trillion to come in and average, like, 16 points a game, whatever they're averaging this year. It's it's kind of been brutal. But before we dive into our movie corner, Matthew Fox, any thoughts on my plays for the week?
3: I wish we were averaging 16 points a game.
2: Is it not that um, high? No, it's like
3: 13-something now, I think, or 14-something. I, I saw that they only um, scored over
2: 20 points like twice. So
3: I thought we only scored over 20 points once. It's been um, it's been savage. I also, I mean, props to you for betting on Kirk Cousins' primetime record. Um, I actually dropped him to a mid-tier QB two this week because the Patriots have one thing going for them, and that's an incredible defense. Yeah. And the Vikings have one thing going against them, and that is the fact that Kirk Cousins can't win a primetime game to save his life.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh...
3: I'm. That's why I said I am incredibly nervous. I, I picked the Vikings because. It's hard for me to imagine that a team that could only manage a punt return with five seconds left to beat the Jets can win this game. But at the same time, I'm like, would you be surprised if this was like another 10-3 um Thursday night football game? No. No,
2: it wouldn't, it wouldn't, but 10-3 Vikings win my two and a half points. discover. No, I know I'm sorry, sorry. I need 14 to 3. Okay. I need two touchdowns in this game. We're, t- we're I know talking that's
3: two. right. I'm not incredibly
2: confident. I need you to calm down with this. Like, um, you're starting to make me second guess my pick. book. you know, it's not an official pick yet until it's on Twitter. Isn't that what the rumors are, are true or something like that? I don't even know. But I still like my picks, even though Matthew Fox doubts me every week that I'd say. My, I'm just kidding. He doesn't. He supports me. I'm just picking on Matthew Fox because I love him. But uh, for those of you listening, um, head on over to the Music City Drive-in to check out all of our latest uh, content coming up each and every week. Um, we are about to transition over to the movie corner. Um, where we're going to talk about movies obviously because that's called the movie corner and is that how that works i guess i mean maybe we'll talk about more football who knows (music) all right so it's got a loaded i mean one of the most loaded slates of films that we've had in a very, very, very long time. Um, there's quite a few movies released in theaters or still in theaters. Um, you have She Said, The Menu, Glass Onion, The fableman Strange World, Bones and All, Devotion. Um, I think that's about all the movies that are coming out this week. Um, that I can think of off the top of my head. But it is one jam-packed weekend of movies. Then on top of that, you've got streaming platforms releasing a bunch of movies. You've got Good Night Opie, the documentary. You've got uh, A Christmas Mystery dropping on HBO Max. Love Lizzo. Um, Disenchanted dropped last week. Um, Holiday Harmony. And then, of course, you have on Friday, you've got dropping on Paramount Plus Fantasy Football. Um, you know, for those of you at home, that has nothing to do with actual fantasy football. I have seen the movie. Can uh, confirm it. And then if you're a fan of television, Wednesday drops on Netflix today. So... Fittingly on Wednesday. Wednesday dropped on Wednesday. Very smart marketing. Um <laughs> But um, all right, before we dive into these movies that you may have seen, might might not have seen or excited about, uh just tell the folks at home some recent movies that you watched that you liked or didn't like or all in between.
3: I mean, it's hard to remember. It's been I such a but such a blur. I did see Wakanda Forever. I thought yeah. that was uh good. I you were, I think you were the only one that had seen it the last time we um we chatted. I I enjoyed that one. Um I thought it was very emotional. It was also very emotional for me because my wife had us take our three nephews um, and gave them 64-ounce sodas and boxes of candy. Um, (laughs) I would say during the run of that three-hour film, uh, they went to the bathroom seven times. So, And it always was at this quiet, pensive, emotional moment. It's like, we're going to go to the bathroom. Tell us what we missed. Right. Uh, so that was that was kind of fun. I did see A Christmas Story Christmas. I enjoyed that one. Um, that came out last week on HBO Max. Um, I thought they they did a really good job with that. But I actually haven't been uh, able to go to a theater in person to see anything since uh, I saw Wakanda Forever on the 11th.
2: Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So for me, I have – let me list the movies that I've watched here. Spirited. Oh, we already talked about that, didn't it? That was a steaming pile of garbage. Um. Let's see here. I have seen <laughs> – You're so wrong. Uh I finally watched when when where the crawl dad sing finally dropped that watched that huh. one on on uh, Netflix. Uh, I actually liked it. I was a lot better than I thought it was going to be.
3: Yeah, um, I mean, it's fine.
2: Falling for Christmas. Um I watched that with Lindsay Lohan. Oh, yes, that I watched it. that. Absolutely abysmal. Holy shit. That was bad bad. Like that was Oof. really bad.
3: I almost blacked blocked that one out.
2: Uh Glass Onion and Knives out mystery. I have seen this. Um Look, I'm not going to say it's better than the first one, but what I'm going to say is the rewatchability is going to be better than the first one. But go into it with a different mindset, different movie. It's really good. Really like it. Really like it a lot. I know it's one of your favorite movies of like all time, decade, last decade. I've seen
3: Knives Out 25
2: times. So uh, I saw The Sun, um, Florian Zeller's follow-up to The Father, which The Father was one of, if not, um, it's it's one of my favorite films of the last decade. Um, One of the most gut-wrenching films that I've seen in the last decade. And I cannot be more disappointed with this movie. Um, You hear all the chatter about how terrible it is. And then you watch it and you're like, it can't be this bad, right? You're like, sit down in the theater with a few of your fellow critics. And you're like, no, this is not, there's no way this can be as bad as it is. It's far worse than people were describing it um it's laughable it's irrehensible hugh jackman is literally first off i don't think hugh jackman's a great actor I, I i said it i'm sorry i said it i don't think hugh jackman's a great actor and he, he's even worse than this and the little kid in this movie is look i'm not trying to be mean but acting ain't for him bro like it's not for you dude like i I don't know what's for you, but it's not acting like somebody should like somebody should talk to the kid and be like, Anthony Hopkins on the set should have been like, bro, this ain't you, dog. Even though they don't share a scene with each other. Um, but with that being said, I've got a loaded list of movies that are are, are set to be watched over this Thanksgiving holiday. Thankfully, I got the fabled Man's in the mail, so I don't have to go to the theaters to see it and drive 40,000 hours to see it. Um, she said. Fuck the critics. Fuck all the haters. Go watch Seaset, please. Go support that movie. Give the money. Give that money. Uh, movie money. Um, it deserves it. It's an incredible med film. If you like Spotlight, um, this is very much similar in that same vein. And I think it's well-written, well-acted, well-directed. And it's one of the year's best. It's in my top five. But um, over the course of the next week, I, I haven't talked to Fox about this yet, but we're going to do an end-of-the-year show. We talked about it early in the year, but I think we're going to do like an end-of-the-year sh- show where we talk about – A lot of these films that we're watching as late, so as like next week when we talk about on the fantasy or the fantasy football happy hour, we'll definitely be have seen probably more movies than we have you know seen right now. We've got quite a quite a lot of movies. I don't know when your voting deadline is, but two both of my critic groups deadlines are coming up in mid December, and there's a lot of 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 shit that I need to watch over the next two weeks. So three weeks, Um, but. Action pack, loaded slate, win football games this weekend. Fox, you have any party words for these people at home?
3: God, I hope the Broncos can score two touchdowns. If we lose to Sam Darnold,
2: I may actually not be
3: available next week. So I'll be in sackcloth and ashes somewhere in my morning period.
2: I wouldn't blame you. Um, but just Melvin, you Gordon.
3: Melvin Gordon, I hope you're having a great Thanksgiving. Don't drop the turkey.
2: Well. That's just rude. Um, I traded Marv, I traded a third-round pick for Melvin Gordon like three weeks ago. Um, you know what?
3: That's not as bad as um, I had a friend in another league trade Jonathan Taylor and somebody else to get Cooper Cup to try to win at, like two days before Cooper Cup got injured and is now out for pretty much the rest of the year.
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't think Cooper Cup's coming back, so –
3: Well six to eight weeks. I don't know why they'd rush to bring him back to a Rams team that can't make the playoffs. Exactly. So
2: thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we'll talk to you guys maybe next week if Fox and the Browns or Broncos don't lose. Go Titans.